I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, this looks like a job for me, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England go four points clear at the top of the group and Peacock Farrell saved another pen. It's Thursday 9th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Vidisha Dantaraja. Welcome one and all to the Football Ramble. It's always sad when the international football break comes to an end, but don't be unhappy that it's ended. Be happy that it happened. It will be back again, of course, Andy Brassel. And perhaps next time, England could clinch qualification to the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah, they, they could. And you know what? I particularly enjoyed your intro about England go four points clear at the top of the group. <laughs> it's the narrative everyone's saying. <laughs> it is the narrative that everyone should be saying. Should be saying, Andy. Well, they will be on this show because we're going to put that right, aren't we, Vish? People talking about England losing their perfect record in qualification people are forgetting that a point on the road against your toughest opponent isn't too bad. It's annoying that there was an injury time equaliser, of course, but can't we see the big picture, Vish, can't we? I think we flew too close to the sun. Did we? And now we want to fly at the sun again. Uh Aha. So we we just want wins, don't we? October will come around soon. (laughs) (laughs) It will. It will. Threatens to do that every year, doesn't it? It does. Yes, it does. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people inside uh, the the National Stadium in, in Warsaw in Poland, uh, of course, there was uh, some uh, regrettable booing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it was a feisty game, Andy, it's fair to say. And uh, what did you make of it, sort of in general, I suppose? There was some pinching, there was some, there was some kicking, there was some lack of refereeing, uh, uh, sort of uh, 
decision making early all, on. It was all a bit League One, let the game flow. It was. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny. After I, the fifth love... or sixth one, I thought to myself, I know we like to let the game flow, but at some point, you're going to have to make a decision. It was quite a tactile game, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I suppose he did. That's, a, that's a great word. That's yeah. a great word. I suppose he did make a decision in not to. Giving the foul, but if you, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I, I particularly like the way you've planted flush in the middle of my head mm. the idea of Palasosa, of all people, yeah. a refined man with you know, very complex and um, interesting ideas on the game going, come on, lads, let's get amongst them. Well, that's what he said. Yeah. It, it felt like it in, in that first half, in which I thought they Poland, did a good job. Poland were very, very good in the, in, in the first half. And it, it was really actually not a million miles different, I thought, from the performance against Hungary. Because mm. after halftime, England crank it up a notch. Yes. But there's just greater resistance yeah. in Poland because they're simply a better side, better coached and better organised. I was a bit annoyed, Vish, that, that yeah, Sosa's clearly, he, he, he read the cheat code, the England cheat code, which is, get the ball down the left to Grealish, someone makes an overlapping run, he then knocks it to them, they square and Sterling scores. He's aware of that. He was aware of that last <laughs> night because if you saw every time England went down the left, England usually have about three or four players going forward. Um, Poland seemed to know that was going to happen. I mean, yeah, that was quite annoying because fine, you know, we did, did mm. a lot during the Euros, yeah. but... Don't ruin our fun. You saw how much we enjoyed it. Someone, someone stuck a flare up his ass because of it. Don't li- let him <laughs> let us live our lives. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting though that. Um... But the first goal against Hungary was that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many, as you say, first goal against Germany, even the goal in the final. Yeah. Not slightly well, you know, different. Kind of, yeah, it was from the same playbook, albeit played out on the, on a different side. But yeah. I think this was this was quite a good game for England to have and, and probably broadly quite a good result to, for them to have because I thought it was interesting. I agree, that, I agree with you there. Because, you know, there is there generally been three plays that have worked against England, mm-hmm. uh, you know, traditionally over the last 20 years and that's generally been quite irritating. Score. yeah. Yeah. Goals, <laughs> good performance. Beyond the stuff that matters, I suppose, <laughs> being quite irritating man-to-man, yeah. congesting midfield generally mm-hmm. and also just sitting back and waiting for them to do something to you. Mm-hmm. And they, Poland did all three really well yesterday and England still found a way through. Now, they didn't obviously get the result they wanted, but I thought that was, there were elements of that second half which I thought were really encouraging, yeah. actually. Even the way that England were willing to scrap and fight. There were a few moments, you know, when they were 1-0 up, uh, probably, you know, five minutes before the equaliser where, you know, Kane was coming back and, you know, bodying to body someone and mm. Phillips is constantly getting stuck in. There was a real sense that they can all do the flashy stuff yeah. and they can all do the... You know the gritty stuff, which was yeah. which was good to see, and it was yeah, it was a shame that the equaliser should have been defended better. Uh, but I mean, there were a few times during that second half as well, despite the fact England had so much of the ball, that mm. you still found yourself marvelling at Lewandowski's touch. Yep, there was a ball from Bednarek over the top mm. where he, I mean, you know, he leaps and catches it right on his toe. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful, and then has that same nimbleness to get through and uh, cross the ball for the equaliser. The assist um, is incredible. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, he's, he's picked him out perfectly. I mean, Andy, yeah, the, there's 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 a couple of narratives going on uh, post-game here where, and I, and I think everyone has missed the point of, you know, it is a qualification campaign. This idea of England's perfect record has gone. It's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, look, Italy have had two results that they wouldn't have wanted um, in qualification since they've come back. 
Spain have, uh, you know, Spain are, are struggling, and, and let's be honest, you they know, needed that assist really from Greece beating Sweden last night to totally. put them back in the box seat. And, yeah. Sp- and Spain, you know, some might have said shaded that semi final in the Euros not that long ago. So, so there's two big sides who have had bad. Right? Good, France have had uh, uh, well, they had five successive draws, didn't they? If, exactly. If you're going yeah. back and including Switzerland, but, but but you know that's that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it, Marcus? That we always forget hmm. that qualification is totally un- it's about unrelated to the the final. Hmm tournament it's about qualifying yes it's it's really about that yes but on that though Andy um, and I do agree with you broadly but then people have also started saying the lack of substitutions now Southgate has often been criticised for that you think of the the, the big games the semi-final of the World Cup the the Euros final perhaps people said he he, he was maybe a bit slow to react there there's that incredible stat it's the first time since the game against Germany in the semi-final of the Euro 96 that England haven't made a substitution and also there is the this trope that people are saying England have a slender lead and they can't hold on to it so if you know do you think that that has a bearing then when it gets to tournaments because these are things that England have, have struggled with a little bit under South I think the substitution thing is an issue and it really surprised me because I just thought like if we overlook the the tactical management of the game just be nice to the players they've <laughs> played a third yeah, international yeah. in a week why are you not giving Five of them arrest when when you can. Mm-hmm. If you're a club manager, you'll be absolutely doing your nut at that. that. Like if we don't look at like England managing the game, and the way Southgate explained it afterwards didn't really make sense. Where mm. he said, "Well, we wanted to make the substitutions, but um, then they uh, we wanted to make substitutions at the end, but then they scored, so it wasn't worth making them because we just would have been added time on when we were level." They scored in like the ninety second minute. Yeah. Well, that, he... that, that just doesn't make any sense at all. In terms of someone like him, who is so in touch with his players' needs, I'm I'm surprised about that. Yeah, the... w- with without even talking about the tactical. Yeah, there's he also he he also mentioned that you know we were in control, which is why we didn't make any changes. And I thought, well, I mean, that's part of being a good mm-hmm. tactician is to know that how you can make changes and still stay in control. Know, yeah, stay in control. Yeah. Yeah, and totally. And I, I think you have to look at the fact that for a lot of that second half. Poland were really struggling to stay with England. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the way the foul count leapt, if you go from like 10 minutes into the second half to like probably about 10 minutes from the end, it's remarkable. I, like Obviously, as we said, the ref let a lot go. But the foul count is pretty even, mm-hmm. at about 50, 55 minutes. By the time you get to 75, 80... Poland have made twice as many fouls as yeah, England. Yeah, and that, that shows you, doesn't it? That, that you know Grealish got a bit of treatment as he tends to do, yeah. and so on. But I mean, yes, some people saying you know Jude Bellingham's on the bench. You know, if you did indeed want to go a little bit more conservative, you can take Mount off and stick Bellingham in in, in the centre. Yeah, so, so, and it's his kind of game. It is, and he, yeah. can, he can handle himself and he can control the play because he's got such a great range of passing. Well, I look forward to him becoming an England regular. Not that, and that's no comment on Rice and Phillips, of course, because mm. I think you know phenomenal players. Um, but, it, but yes, so do you think that? that there is a trope here, Vish, with England. You know, this is obviously um, nothing new. Does, does that concern you? Because, yes, in the grand scheme of things, just get through qualification. We see this with France and Italy and maybe Spain and Portugal as well. But you're you right, know. it's practice as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and now England, really, that's their toughest game from now until the World Cup. We, everyone is very confident England will qualify. You wouldn't imagine them to to slip up, um, of course, there. Now, you can have friendly games and, yeah, we can give a bit of stuff, but this one had a little bit more bite to it. Yeah, yeah, which is why I was also impressed with how the players acquitted themselves and, you know, they've been to two pretty tough places to play away in the last week and 
think they've carried themselves with distinction. I, and I'm I'm just talking about the football side of it. I thought they maintained their composure really well, especially coming after the end of that first half because they could have come into the second half and completely lost their heads, and mm. they mm. they didn't. They just decided to control the game and and yeah, you know, hit Poland back in the right way. Um, I think it, it's weird because as Brassel alluded to there. Southgate is very conscientious and knows exactly of the needs of his players mm-hmm. and has worked with these players for so long yeah. that he knows what they're capable of as well. And it spoke to me that he... I think he knows what they're capable of, mm. but I don't think he knows or trusts them in, like, literally in an actual game. So, for example, when, when Jesse Lingard was, was, was warming up, you know, why not... You know, you could have brought him on, say, for Sterling or well, something. The, the, basic, the basic thing would have been legs, wouldn't it? Legs out yeah, wide exactly. when you're 1-0 lead, yeah. so you yeah. have a bit of an outlet up there. So you're saying he doesn't trust these players that, that much? Because it was talk of he never trusted Grealish. Now he obviously does. Yeah, I, I just think he... It's not even trust. I don't think he... I think he knows they're good players, but I don't think he realises how good they are. So do you think he's And too, I think Bellingham's included in that, actually. Do you think he's too pragmatic then? Because for me... I was watching it thinking, what, 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 what would I do? Who would I bring on? And I thought, well, Southgate knows that if he sticks like this and the, and the game carries on, England will not lose the game. No way England are going to lose this game. Now, some people say, well, that's very negative thinking. And so, yeah, you're fine. But again, in the grand scheme of things, qualification, a point is, mm. is perfectly acceptable on paper. The manner of it, of course, is the way it plays out. It is, it is a bit frustrating. But some people saying that, that Southgate, he doesn't know how to play this. You know, he look at the squad he's got. Look at the team he's got. He completely mismanages them. Well, I would say in, in I understand that point, but in, but in um, to, to counter that point, the squad he's got, he's moulded and shaped. Actually, obviously, those players have been you know by the academies and the clubs and so on. Harry Maguire had never really played international football until Southgate. Jordan Pickford, people said he shouldn't have been inside. Southgate stuck with him. Even John Stones at club level has been a bit uh, patchy. I know last season obviously they won the league and he was he was decent. Phillips and Rice, Southgate has nurtured them at international level. It's very much his team. Yes, Raheem right. Sterling, again another one. People have said shouldn't have he's kept faith with them. Sterling scoring a lot of goals, mm. you know. If you look at that side, as you say, Andy, you know, he's nurtured and he's brought him. So when people say, oh, he doesn't realise what he's got and if someone else managed them, no, but the reason why we're excited about this England squad, you could certainly argue, is because of Southgate. Yeah, so, I, I mean, really, he played that game last night like it was in the middle of a tournament, I think. Yeah. Rather than thinking, mm-hmm. let's conserve for the future or whatever. I, I, that's that's what I, I thought was a bit weird about it. Right. Mm. Do, you, do you think then, you know, you mentioned about this is his team and therefore, yeah. by proxy, this is his 11. And do you think that his trust is implicitly with those 11 players out there and less so with those on the bench? Which I suppose it explains why they started on the bench. But I always think that... Well, you know, he, never, he never played it like that during the Euros, did he? Well, he, but he, he was... Um, he, he, shuffled, he shuffled the pack. Like, to to a point, amount, but, but he was also very late on in-game changes, I thought, during the Euros. Yeah, I'm, I meant more in terms of the starting lineups. Right, okay. So yeah. it, it feels that the 11 on the day is yes. the one that he yeah. feels is okay. the one to win on the day. Now, that 11 might be completely different once you get yeah. a little bit down the line. Mm. Yeah, very true. I mean, Mason Mount's a player he obviously likes very well, and him and Jack Grealish uh, forming lots of forming lots of partnerships. No, they were they were passing a lot to each other, and so much much was made of that. And again, do you think uh, Declan felt a little bit left out? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested because Jack Grealish is like the cooler new guy, isn't he? Possibly. That's maybe that's why he kept him on the pitch. 
Declan, he didn't want to make a substitution because obviously he brought Declan Morris off in the Euro. Do you think because it starts because I remember being a kid and it starts with oh can I bring so and so along yeah yeah sure and uh-huh. then you realise they're a bit cooler you size them up and yeah then... yeah yeah Declan what do you think of his hair it's really cool isn't yeah it? and then ah. suddenly suddenly like you're walking through town and you see them hanging out together and you're like, oh alright <laughs> <laughs> do you think Declan Morris is going to like grow his hair and have like a little Alice band well, yeah he just like sees them over or you know on the left wing and comes over, lads what are we doing here. <laughs> Southgate's like, no, sit with Calvin. No, it's fine. Oh, yeah, I've got a hairband as well. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what about Harry Kane's goal, Fish? I thought it was excellent. I thought the criticism of Chesney was comical. I think it's just ba- based on the idea that every goal has to go, go in the corner, other mm. it's a failure. Um, I, I thought it was really good because, you know, as I mentioned earlier about how teams are playing against England, there was very much. Kane didn't really have much, you know, mm. in the box and had to drop back. And I think it's the kind of goal that was so good that other teams will see and realise that uh, shit, they 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 have other options, which I think is really important actually for this yeah. England side. And I thought maybe if maybe not so much because it was a draw, but I wonder with a win and if they'd gone on to score a couple more goals, knowing that you have that option of someone who can shoot from range, because totally. England don't actually have that. Which is I, interesting. I completely agree with you. And I think, Andy, that, that's it. When, it. when there is a big block in front of you, to, to be able to produce a moment of quality like that uh, is, is a reminder. It's one of the things that makes him so special, isn't it? Yeah. Because the thing is, I think if you're looking at that as a potential rival of England, you think, well, OK, we've got to come out and pick him up 30 yards from goal now. Yeah. Mm. But you know that if you go and pick him up, you leave the space behind. Mm-hmm. England have the runners to exploit it. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. can actually deliver the pass to find those yeah, runners indeed. as well. But I, I agree with Vish. I thought the criticism of Chesney was really quite harsh. Because one, it sort of just almost skims Bednarek's brow. So he doesn't see it until it's past his head. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a big swerve. Well, I think Ian Wright mentioned on the, on the, on, you know, on the highlights that he takes a step to his right to, to try and see the damn thing. Mm. Essentially to see because yes. the defender's in the way. And I yes. think sometimes people don't appreciate that with goalkeepers because when your weight is on, the, on, his, on his right foot and of course the ball goes past him on his left, that little shift of weight with the ball, with the fizz and the, and the, the swerve on it, it, it makes all the difference, you know. And from England's point of view, it was a great, it was a great goal, of course. Uh, but it wasn't uh, the winning goal because of that Polish equaliser. Um, which uh, did set off that stadium <laughs> in quite amazing fashion, didn't it, really? Uh, but, of course, England won't uh, face a real test now, you would you would argue, between now and... Um, I nearly said next summer. Well, of course, that would have been... Uh, <laughs> now until next uh, winter. But, yes, yeah, so we, we, they'll be back uh, October and November, of course. Uh, only a month away. Um, it's mad, isn't it, to think about that? Um, so uh, there we are. So, yeah, I mean, overall, though, in England's uh, three games, I mean, obviously Andorra's a bit of a gimme, but how are you feeling about England, Andy? I'm feeling pretty positive. Pretty good. Yeah. I think they've felt in control of all mm. of that. I mean, you just take away the equaliser, and I know it's a bit sort of selective memory, perhaps, <laughs> but if, if you take away the, the Polish equaliser, you say England have controlled that game perfectly. Yeah, yeah. but then uh, we saw this in, in the Euros, but when they came up against the side as they did in Italy, who were their equals or maybe a touch better, some might might argue, that's when they sort of come unstuck and trying to keep but control. But that's in the final? It's in the final. Yeah. And, and yeah. We've, we've, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Well, I've talked about this before with Germany. You look at the way from 2006, the journey to winning the 2014 World Cup, there's a few near misses mm. and there's a lot yeah. of discussion domestically about what are we missing? What's the little bit that yeah. we're, we're missing? 
Now, to get into a point where you can have that conversation, yeah. where you've had two successive major semi-finals, you know, you've, you've got to take the... You don't go from going out in the groups in Brazil to winning the World Cup. It mm. just does not happen. Yeah. So I think to gradually build it across tournaments, it, it, feels, it feels like there's really good progression, I think. All right, Andy. Well, on behalf of Twitter, we don't want journeys. We want trophies, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want a journey to a trophy? Well, if it ends Ooh, up, in he's a, got you there. If it ends up in a, if you can guarantee me a trophy, then I'll do the journey. I'm not even going to block you. I'm going to mute you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We'll have a nice chat with Vish, um, gentlemen. Elsewhere in uh, in the qualifiers last night, Germany beat Iceland four nil. Iceland, they're they're struggling, Vish. They're not the side that that we remember all those. Years ago, when they hammered England and, and put them out, uh, it was very specific in England memory. Yeah. That isn't it? <laughs> oh God, how far, how well, far they've fallen! Just, just on, on you know what Andy was saying there about journeys and so on. Really, wasn't that long ago when uh, you know Kane was playing? Did he, I'm pretty sure he played against Iceland. But anyway, never like pretty crap. sure he was on corners. Yeah, he was on corners. Yeah, didn't score any of them. Uh, but Timo Werner did score last night. Nice to see. He missed. Uh, one or two, but he's back among the don't say don't, don't. I mean, like, uh, I, I, I think you know, Werner Slander is is quite basic, but you're, you're doing him a great service there by saying, Oh, he missed one or two. I mean, yeah. he missed an absolute rotter, <laughs> rotter, like, it was it was so bad. The defender went to console him and yeah. thought, Oh, I probably should. It's a competitive game, isn't yeah. it? It's oh, poor bastard. Are you, are you becoming sympathetic to that? dreadful Chelsea fan who started shouting get him out of the club maybe uh, you know he should have been there <laughs> but no it was it was a bad miss I, it? I have a, a strong theory that um, well hang on it's time... a theory and we'll decide if it's strong <laughs> <laughs> I ha- a passionate I have theory a strongly felt theory <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> I have a strongly felt theory that I think this time next year Timo Werner will be playing for Dortmund Oh, I think that I, I thought you were going to say another I think, country because it was in the context of international football. Was that England, it? yeah, yeah. I think the, the uh, in compensation for Jamal Musiala. Oh God, he's been good again this Ooh. week. He's been really good again this week. Why does that make so much sense? That's a nice. But, but um, no, no, no. I, I think um, uh, international swaps, not, notwithstanding, I think the die's already cast for Timo Werner mm-hmm. at Chelsea, and especially with. Lukaku, not to say they can't play together because, no, of no. course, we know Werner attacks very well from the wide positions and the pace is a, a huge part of it. I think there is that growing sense. That the way, I mean, that wasn't particularly polite. I mean, it was a training session with kids, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, loads of people on school holiday <laughs> having a nice time mm. and then some random go, oh, club. but the, the, the way everyone jumped on it and tried to hush it, it was a bit too... Yeah, some of us think that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you know what I mean. I know exactly. What you and mean, I yeah. think the fact that Lukaku is going to be the king of Stamford Bridge for many years to come, I, I think that means something. I, I think a little, a little long term loan or something to Dortmund next year. I could, mm, I could see that happen. A little loan. Holland's successor. What are you saying? Nah. Ooh, you'd be, you'd feel a bit shortchanged. Wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much change you've got. It, he, he is one of those. Dortmund five foot eight guys, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I don't think they'll accept. I don't think he actually looks. They won't be happy, Andy, if he goes there. They don't like him in Germany. They'll hate it. Dortmund fans would hate it if he went there. They'll they'll get over it. No, they won't. He's he's like he's got. They'll get over it. Yeah, he's got he's got very likable personality. He does, but he's but he's not liked in Germany. No, that's true. So you know, all I'm saying is that 
So you think he should go to Bayern Munich? Correct. That's <laughs> absolutely perfect. Um, Germany, though, going back to them, they've scored 12 goals in the first three games under Hansi Flick. Uh, that was against Liechtenstein, Armenia and Iceland. But, you know, you can only beat and score what is put in front of you. Uh, did you hear the plane that the manshaft were on had to make an emergency stop in Edinburgh on their way back from Iceland? All was fine. Little mini break. Well, yeah, at least they deserve. That's, that's how the Scottish tourist board spun it, Andy. They said that the Germans were flying over Scotland. They couldn't resist the beauty <laughs> and the charm of the country. And so they thought, come down, taste our water, look at our views and uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy, so enjoy our freshness. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe get some proper refreshment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good freshness week, I can tell you. Yeah. Naughty. Oh, yeah, you experienced it, didn't you? Yeah. Uh-huh, less said about that the best. Four I've... times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but I think as, as well, they might have stopped to get some decent scran. Because I, I, t- I told you, didn't I, that when... Um, I told you guys that when... Um, it's not the I, reason I was... they made an emergency landing. It might have been. <laughs> Depends what time of day it Have was. you had a tablet, lads? Has anyone had a tablet on here? <laughs> yeah, well, guess... Right, come on, pilot. Do the good thing. So it's a, it's a p- for a haggis. <laughs> So it's a potato made into a scone. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I went to Iceland's game against Romania at the start of this international window, it was a considerably smaller crowd. I mean, it was sold out last night in in, in Reykjavik, but they played two smaller games against Romania and North Macedonia, neither of which went that well beforehand. When I was at the Romania game, there were probably about, I don't know, 4,000 there, something like that. What they did in terms of food, they ordered a load of pizzas from Domino's and sold them by the slice. How much nice. was it? How much was it for That's not slice. nice. That's awful. I, th- I think Did it you worked get out one? about £2.50. I like the way you, th- you, th- you think I've only get one. Yeah, it's a good man. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, th- the thing is, I had to get more than one because they were only doing pepperoni and my wife is vegetarian. Right, okay. So uh, she needed to get through... a substantial amount of crusts what about, to have something appro- approximating a slice. Do they have a garlic dip for everyone or did everyone have to use like a communal... You know, they've got the big... <laughs> they've got the big ones now. Is there like a vat that everyone had to dip their crust in? Is there a Domino's on the island? Was it like a little Cessna that flew it in? Maybe, that was, maybe that's why it was a bit more expensive. Yeah, probably. Of course, everybody, if you want more chat about uh, this round of international games, make sure you listen to today's episode of On The Continent. Dot Nandy and David Cartledge are going to be talking about France an awful lot of Memphis to pie chat because oh, Andy's, yeah. uh, Andy's got that twinkle in his eye. And the Bundesliga as well. Yep. It's going to be a cracker. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app to listen now. Right, we're going to go for a little break and then we will talk about Wales and Northern Ireland. See you in a moment. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> oh, I love that. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. That was home commentary of the Faroe Islands under-21s trickling goal, it could be described as, against France in the week. It ended one all, even though France had 30 shots and the Faroes <laughs> just had the one. There's something and that glorious. one shot was barely a shot, really, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, you, can you call it a shot? Uh, let's leave that one for Opta, though. I do love the international break when you get uh, the, the small teams scoring goals. It's a bit like when Andorra scored against Hungary when they lost 2-1 yeah. last night. The guy was so delighted to score. But of course, it was because Hungary were 2-0 up and there was, I think, about seven minutes to go. And the Andorans were like, get the ball, come on, there's a point in this for us. But the guy who scored, obviously, when Andor- whenever they score, it's even if you're 6-0 down, it's a moment of celebration, generally. And he was really wanting to celebrate. But his team was like, no, 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 back. And he's like, I don't think you understand. This arena has hosted European Championship football matches and I've scored here and I want to make the most of it, Andy. I think Turkey felt like that when they scored in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely old job. Right, it's time for emails. If you've seen Vishnu Kebab Shop or Dean Smith up a tree, if your dad chinned a referee, send us an email, please. If you put Messi on a two-shirt, if you sold our tetter cheese, if you've got something for us, shopforamble.com. I'm not really a kebab shop guy, by the way. You are? No, I'm an Uber Eats orderer, chase it home in another Uber. <laughs> You know it. Genuinely, yeah. <laughs> Does that make you feel like a hunter-gatherer? Yeah, it's like the amazing race. I've never heard of such a combination before. It works. It doesn't ha- You don't need to do that. Well, you, you do, because you need to eat something, don't you? you? Just go to the kebab shop. No, 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 it's better that way. Because you right. get it warm, you get it in your house, it's nice. <laughs> honestly, I recommend it. You get it warm. Post your phone, honestly, it's, it's, it's a thrilling thing to end the night with. Let's uh, move on swiftly. Andy. Yeah, we've got one from James Davies, uh, who says, I used to work at a notable second-hand electronics retailer in Blackpool. At uh, one time, Trevor Sinclair came in to sell a laptop. The laptop was worth several hundred pounds, and he was more than happy with what we offered. However, 
Our manager waltzed over, shouting, all right, Trev. <laughs> At this point, I'd like to add, Trevor Sinclair had no idea who this man was. Our manager then said, whatever we're offering for your laptop, we'll give you £100 more. Now, I'm certain Trevor Sinclair isn't short of a bob or two, but with a confused look in his eyes, just said thank you and accepted the gesture of goodwill. <laughs> One of our younger members of staff looked on equally as confused as our manager turns around and declares, do you not know who this is? He scored the goal of the season in 1996, <laughs> don't you know? Needless to say, we never saw Trevor Sinclair in our shop ever again. Oh, that's a shame. Get in touch, everybody, with that kind of nonsense. Show at footballramble.com. All right, gentlemen, back to the international football. Wales uh, kept a clean sheet at home against Estonia. The trouble is, Vish, they didn't score. They missed a number of chances that they should have won it, uh, which is a frustrating one, considering they, they, they got themselves out of a bit of a pickle in their previous game, of course. Uh, and Harry Wilson... Harry Wilson, he's been so good for Fulham this season so far, despite the sending off. Uh, yeah, for Fulham, that was... Uh, my prediction would be Harry Wilson probably be the Championship Player of the Year this year. That's my prediction. I think he's been that good. And he had an opportunity the opening minutes. I thought, there's my man. And he's stuck it wide. Yeah, it was a very weird um, miss as well. It's like he forgot where he was. He yeah. thought he was in the middle of the goal, wasn't he? And he yeah. ends up putting it quite a fair way wide, yeah. I was uh, quietly impressed with Wales in the way that they yeah. had that relentless way about them and they mm. kept going. And, you know, Dan James has, you know, had a decent Euros and it's nice to see him that, you know, he was bombing down the left quite adequately. I, I think the um, I think I th- the thing that really surprises me, and I know it, it's been done to death about Bale and Wales, but he was, and again, it's only Estonia, but he was incredible yesterday. Mm. And he really got that sense of like, oh yeah, I, I'm got, I want to drag this. I don't know, you know, he's been quite vocal about... Mm-hmm his ambitions with Wales now off the back of, you know, walking away from that interview in the Euros about yeah. whether he was asked if it was the last time we'd see him. He's like a Brazilian in his desire to play for his country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, he, he, and he, but he plays like an old Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I know what you mean. He, I mean, he'll be gutted that he didn't score. Obviously, that header that the keeper saved and he headed one off the post and the rebound and so on. I mean, there's yes, the, Wales were very much on the front foot and, you know, the crowd were having a good time and so on. But Andy, you know, that is... Two huge points. You've dropped. got to be beating Estonia yeah. If, yeah. if you're Wales. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, they were never going to win this group with, with Belgium in it. They're lucky that they're in a position that if, if they win their extra game, they can still go above the Czech Republic. Because yeah. I think you look at the Czechs mm. in the Euros, this is a tough group. It is a tough group. It's they a... were your dark horses, lest we forget. You often get yes. pigeonholed with Turkey, unfairly, Andy, because when it came to it, when it came to signing your name uh so you know your your predictions and all you pick the checks yeah and it, it it is it is difficult and for them to get second place in this group i still believe would be a real achievement but mm. I, I think i think they've got away with one here because yeah. as as vish said it's not like they played terribly they're a lot better than estonia you've yeah. got to be beating them and they had the chances as well but yeah. uh carl hein uh, with a fine performance in goal uh, for estonia arsenal's teenage goalkeeper of course uh so yeah who knows? Will we see him in an Arsenal shirt? Probably not. Um, <laughs> no, I think not if he's any good, no. No, exactly, yeah. With performances and clean sheets like that, no thank you. Um, but yeah, so Wales is still still all to play for in their group, of course, but they will be disappointed. And it's one of those ones as well. When you... when the, when the If you start the the roundup of international fixtures with, with that performance and result, and then you get a couple of wins, you kind of go, OK, you pick it up. But to end with that, I think they'll have gone away thinking, 
ah, that was a real chance. A and, degree of flatness. Yes, and you, you want to roll on the next round. So, uh, so there we are. But I, I still think they'll be all right. But yeah, it's all, Czech Republic are no uh, mugs, of course. But you're right. Seeing like fans back in the Cardiff City Stadium is fantastic. I mean, I remember we did the first ever at the match at in Wales when Wales played Spain in a friendly. Oh, yeah, uh, the right. Millennium Stadium, and uh, you know the the Millennium's amazing, more for rugby you would say, yeah. I, I, I think, than for football. And I spoke to a few Wales fans there and they were just saying, the Millennium's a beautiful stadium, but it's not the home of this football team. Mm. Whereas when they're in there with a full Cardiff City Stadium, and aesthetically, it's not a particularly beautiful stadium or anything mm. like that, but the size of it, the acoustics, they make it just right. Yeah, if you were involved in the building of the, car, of the um, Millennium Stadium, you, the architect who were involved and you heard the football fans go, yeah, but it's just not. What would you think? You think ungrateful sods, I, I, wouldn't you? I, 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 you, say that like, you say that like he's about to walk in. Well, here he is. <laughs> face. There is that, that is true, though, because in the, in the quest to build international stadia, international home stadia for, yeah. for countries, you forget about what you actually need in terms of acoustics. And when you mm. think of Wales and their support generally, like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a club team, isn't yeah. it? It yeah, has yeah. that kind of yeah. following home and away. So that's well, I, you... I would argue that most the British and Irish teams do actually. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 honestly, I think England they... more so now than before. Yeah, definitely. But but it but... was always it was there for England. Yeah. It just needed to tap into it because despite you know the sort of you know I, I think the, the the small section of England fans about getting bogged down with this chat it, it is getting slimmer. I would I would argue. I think England have got phenomenal support. They have done throughout the years, as I say. You know, despite all that, and then you look at around the other sides as well. I mean, well, let's move on to Northern Ireland because they, they were playing in front of a proper crowd, at, you know, in their home ground as well, and it, and it really does help out. I mean, against Switzerland, Switzerland are a better side than Northern Ireland. There's no two ways about that, and uh, it's a decent point for the for the Green and White Army, all, all things considered. And uh, Barraclough uh, said that against um, Lithuania, they put in a coming of age performance, four goals on the road. Uh, for any team is decent, especially for a side like Northern Ireland, who traditionally mm. haven't scored that many goals. But he said against Switzerland, Andy, they became men. Yeah, and we know, we know how tough the Swiss are. We know how good they are. The advantage, I suppose, for Northern Ireland, who um, missed an early chance, which could have changed everything, mm. Um, mm. Didn't, didn't they? Um, the, the bit of luck they had, I'm not going to say the penalty is a bit of luck because that, that was great again from... Bailey Peacock Farrell, who's becoming a bit of a penalty specialist, mm-hmm. just as Switzerland are becoming known for missing penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Peacock Farrell um, made another good save from Seferovic. I mean, that I was a, it was a dreadful pen. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, was it? He kind of, he kind of like lumbered up to it, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. If, if Peacock Farrell dived the wrong way, he might have saved it with his feet. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. so bad. It's yeah. a weird penalty, isn't it? Because it's, it's not the first time he's hit a penalty, but it was a bit like, do, do, do I have to yeah, take this? It was Can't like, we just get the goal? It's like he's queuing at the DVLA. <laughs> <Is that> just... <laughs> it really was. like It was such a nuisance to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. The, the thing that really worked for um, Northern Ireland in this, though, is no Zerdan Shakiri mm. because he was allowed to have the international break off to get himself properly fit with Leon. Because, of course, he's not unfit. He was on the bench for them in the last uh, away at Nantes in the last game before the international break but he, he squared it to um, have have the international window mm. off and get himself properly fixed obviously he hasn't played a lot of club football in the last couple mm. of years this is exactly the sort of game in which Shakiri would have laced one in from like 30 yards yeah true enough Switzerland were also without granite Xhaka yes yeah you know no granite no party 
as Abedonians will testify to. Yeah, yeah. Um, no antibodies. You no. Know, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's a good point for, for Northern Ireland, and they, and, they, and they carry on. But what about Italy? They won their first match since winning the Euros. You see, it's not all perfect in qualification. I know they won the Euros. They've got the trophy. I understand that, everybody. Yeah. Uh, but they had drawn against Bulgaria and Switzerland. Uh, but last night, they absolutely steamrolled those little slugs from Lithuania. Uh, four goals in the opening half an hour. Easy peasy. Moisey Ken among the goals. Nice to see him in there. Yeah, it is. It is. He, he, I always look at him as someone who, who lucked out a little bit with that move to PSG because a lot of players will have the kind of time he did at Everton and really fall away. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he was like, I'll oh, actually come to the big stage. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a, like a bit of an outlet. And it's, yeah, it's quite nice because he's back at Juve now, isn't he? And yeah. When, when, Paris weren't prepared to pay for him. Yeah, he ended up, he ended up going back to Juve. I, I mean, that's that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like that you refer to PSG as Paris. It feels like you're like all signed up to the, you know, you're Are you really, saying he's humanizing them. You're humanizing. I just think that you've fallen for their charms and you're, you're like on board. If I'd you're really like fallen ambassador. for their charms, I'd be saying Paris. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind I? that as much, actually. Is it not? Should we go with that? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Paris Saint Germain. Um, Yes. Uh, uh, the, the other thing, we, we appeared to get to the end of the mystery uh-huh. over Moisey Ken's name because it's always been Moisey Ken in Italy. Mm. Then he comes here and it's Keen, obviously, yeah. because yeah. it's, it's, it's spelled Keen. Gets back to yeah. Italy. Yeah, we crea- gets, corrected them. Gets, yeah. called, get, gets called Ken again. Mm. And then an interviewer asked him post-match last night, it's Keen, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, kind of. He's, oh, it is keen. Yeah. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the Great British Isles have got it right. Okay. Why don't people listen Give to us? Give us the Euros. <laughs> again. Yeah. We I, won't... I love the fact that, you know, a player can make a huge impact in his home country and with the, the national team and no one can ask him how his name's pronounced. Well, yeah. There's a really funny uh, situation. It took us a while with Jermaine Genus, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really funny situation in South African cricket with this guy whose name is Andilo Pithakwayo, who um, people would, wouldn't really know how to say his name because to spell it out, you weren't really sure how to do it phonetically. And so they asked someone asked him and he told them the pronunciation. And then they went back to the kind of, um, I suppose, their producers at their radio show when they were doing commentary. And they're like, oh, by the way, you say it like this. And it turns out the guy who was there in the in the studio with them knew Andile for a while, and he was like, mm. "No, that's not how you pronounce it." It's like, "What do you mean? He's just told us this. And he's, like, he's got a lisp." Oh, really? It's not. It's not actually how he pronounced that surname. Oh. Yeah, interesting. Just like the King of Spain apparently had a lisp. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite lovely stuff. Ashley Charles. Charles. <laughs> lovely getting Ashley Charles getting a shout out on, only on an international break. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, uh, gentlemen. Just. Uh, I want to touch on Spain quickly. They beat Kosovo 2-0, which means automatic uh, qualification is back in their hands. Uh, that is also because Greece uh, beat Sweden, of course, 2-1. The four points um, uh, uh, above Sweden, but the Swedes have got one game in hand, uh, two games in hand, sorry, one of which will be against Espana. Um, interestingly, Pablo Sarabia wouldn't say Kosovo in his pre-match press conference, just referring to them as the local team. That's a bit... Naughty. No, this has been a long, ongoing mm. thing. Mm. So when you know when you have the graphic with the screen and the abbreviated team names yes. in the the top corner, Kosovo has been with a small K. Uh, and when it's a, it's a, Spain of when Spain have played them because they don't recognise Kosovo as an independent state because of the implications it would have for recognising Catalonia. 
Because it's what they also have a white um, symbol, don't they? They don't have the um, the emblem, the Kosovo emblem. They just yeah. have like a white little flag. And yeah. a, a lot in commentary and on, on obviously Spanish um, uh, state TV. It's yeah, the the team from the Kosovan region and all this sort of business. Well, I mean, what would happen if they played Gibraltar, Randy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> just refer to them as the Rock. That's what I'd say. Well, uh, that gives them a power <laughs> more, more than you can possibly imagine, though, doesn't it? We're up against the rock. Uh, okay. Um, well, Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> certainly raise an eyebrow. Um, uh, gentlemen, the World Cup qualification uh, is over for, for another day uh, in Europe, of course. But what about FIFA, though? Uh, looking at the bigger picture, their dastardly plan for a World Cup every two years might be over before it started, which is good news. And this is not... I'm not referencing... This in, in in with what the, what the World League's forum said, saying a commonplace uh, event purely to serve their short-term interests is what the World Cup would become if it was every two years. I am saying this because Arsene Wenger has recruited Michael Owen and John Terry to help drive the campaign and sit on FIFA's technical advisory group, along a host of greats. Imagine having to sit through <laughs> like a meeting with with those two, and and like Wenger, you know. Erudite, interesting, mm. handing over to one of them. Mm. Why, like, is he, why has he chosen them? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's so... Do you know that photo that did the rounds the other day mm. with FIFA where like Ali Al-Habsi was there yeah. and, and, you know, Djorkaev was there, mm-hmm. I think. Often we, you know, the players that we ridicule, we don't realise like how mm-hmm. loved they are outside of of this country. Mm-hmm. John Terry could be one of them. Yeah, and he could be one of them. Mm-hmm. We know Michael Man Owen. had a fine career. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, yeah. Michael Owen, you know, he's been in fake helicopters and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I don't really get it because I thought they had to, they would have to campaign us or the FA. Yeah. So why would you, why would you get those two? But then Andy, they, the two of them have played in World Cups before. They've got experience. But that's, that's not, yeah, but what does that mean? <laughs> it means that they know the World Cup, don't they? <laughs> People like well, them, let's have more that, of them. That is, that now is the equivalent. I don't, now it's, I don't have to play in it anymore. Yes, I'm yeah. all in favour of it being every two years. It's the equivalent of someone saying, well, he knows the club, it's like they know the tournament. <laughs> <sighs> he knows the world, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would argue that those two don't know the world. <laughs> They know it in their own little way. Yeah. And we'll see how that plays out. But yeah. What did you think, though, Andy, of the, of, uh, of the World League's forum, which I'm led to believe is not just some little, little sort of Reddit page on the internet? Are they going to take down the Avengers? I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 Venger, Terry and Owen are the Avengers in this, are they? <laughs> Deary me. But yeah, so, I mean, yeah, World Cup every two years, sod that. Yes, quite. Yeah, we're all agreed. I think there's really no more to be said on it. Yeah. It shouldn't even be entertained, really, should it? No, it it should not be entertained. We should be entertained every four years in the World Cup. Thank you very much. Don't take away our European championships. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble today. It's been an absolute pleasure having your ears. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Pete and Luke will be in your ears once again. Kate versus Pete in Luke's game. (sighs) It's a good one. It is a good one. That will go to all five rounds, that will. It's going to be a Classico. It's going to be a Classico. What's the opposite of a Classico? Uh, Classico with a small C. <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you for teaching Antaraja. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.